lifted. Great to be uh, with you this morning. Um, I'm, as, uh, as you probably know, most of you, the, the vicar at St. Mary's in Southgate, also the, what they call the team rector for the whole parish. So that means that when Simon goes, it's really my job to find a replacement, which is impossible, of course, because you're yeah, <laughs> irreplaceable. Uh, <laughs> um, but I know some people are naturally a bit nervous about uh, what's going to happen when Simon's not here anymore. I just want to let you know that it's brilliant that we've got a very good leadership team here at Christ the Lord, team that Simon's put in place and are now very well equipped to keep the church running for as long as it may need to be while we don't have a vicar. But also they're very well equipped to go through the process of beginning to find the new vicar. So I'm sure you'll support and pray for the leadership team in the coming weeks and months uh, with all the work of running the place without the vicar and also with the procedure of, of finding a new one. Now we're thinking, I believe, about uh, women in the Bible in these um, summer talks. And that's quite interesting. Um, I actually heard Debbie Lusher's sermon. I heard it on CD that she did on Abigail. And I've never heard a sermon on Abigail before. So that was uh, it's very good for me to hear a sermon on Abigail. Actually, I've not heard many sermons on Dorcas before. And maybe you haven't. Uh, but if you can stay awake for the next 45 minutes or so, <laughs> we'll see what we can do. Now, Dorcas was a lady who lived in Joppa in Israel, not, time, not long after the time of the death and resurrection of Jesus. She was clearly one of those good people to have around. She was very good with her hands. She was always making things, um, making clothes especially. So here I've got a clothesline, and I shall need two people to hold it for me. A volunteer over there, and another volunteer over here. Thank you. You hold that end. There we go. Oh, no, it's knotted. Oh, no. Oh, can, oh, can you? Are you good at knots? Oh, well done. Thank you very much. She made clothes. It says uh, in the Bible reading that she made robes and other clothing. She was good at making things. A lot of women are. Now, to be honest, I'm sure a lot of men are as well, good at making clothes, but I just haven't met any yet. <laughs> she was good at that. Actually, people have practical gifts, don't they? For some reason... I don't know, uh, we'd better not be sexist about it, but, but men like doing barbecues, you know, I don't know why it is. Some men that you'd never get in the kitchen, they're there at the barbecue, because it's fire and it's outside. And, anyway, we have all sorts of different practical gifts, and it's great when people use those gifts. Certainly Dorcas was using her gift of making clothes. Uh, in fact, we'd better um, peg this on, hadn't we? Where have the pegs gone? Where's that red box gone? It's in my hand. I often, I often do that problem. I, I lose my keys like that and I find that they're in my hand. Who wants to peg this on for me? Thank you. Come and do that. Two pegs. Should work. You need to prove, of course, that men are also very good at doing the washing. <laughs> right. 
Well done, thank you. So that was one thing that she did. She, she made clothes. Another thing that she d did, we're told, is she was um, always doing good and helping the poor. So let's have the, this one as well. Who's going to peg this on? Come on. Always doing good and helping the poor. There are many ways of doing that, aren't there? Uh, and we often do it through the church. Giving money is one way, of, of course. Um, giving our time, giving our talents. Oh! Disaster. Oh, it's all right. It's come back. That's good. Um, and we can do those things in the church and outside it. So she made things just like we can. She helped the poor. And, uh, and also, we're told that she was a follower of Jesus. She loved Jesus, who's going to peg this on? Thank you. You need two. Very good. So it was great to do good things, but she was doing these good things not just because she liked sewing or because she got a kick out of... Um, helping people. She was doing it because she had a relationship with Jesus. She loved Jesus. She's called a disciple of Jesus. She was a follower. So she'd come into a relationship. She knew Jesus loved her, and that's why she was doing these, these things. So that's Dorcas. That's what she did. That could be the end of the sermon. Except it isn't quite because it tells us that she became ill and she died. Do you want to drop it on the floor? End of Dorcas. <laughs> Not quite. Because the, uh, the, her friends knew that uh, Peter was around. He wasn't far away. Peter, the apostle, the follower of Jesus, uh, was in a place called Lydda, not very far away. So they took the dead body of Dorcas and the lady out upstairs and they sent for Peter. I don't think they knew what Peter was going to do. Probably they just wanted him to share their grief and to take the funeral. But when Peter arrived, something amazing happened. They told him what had happened to Dorcas and what a wonderful person she was and they showed him the clothes and things that she'd made and Peter then sent them out of the room and he says he knelt down and he prayed and then he said to Dorcas, who was also called Tabitha, he said, Tabitha, get up. And she did. And they lifted up again. She got up again. Now we know that we can all be like Dorcas. We've already said that. But can we be like Peter as well? Peter, after all, was you know, sort of chief disciple and the person that Jesus said, on you I will build my whole church. So he's kind of, uh, and we call him Saint Peter as well, a bit of a saint. So can we be like Peter as well as being like Dorcas? Well, maybe we can. Tell you what, if you just, if I pull it this way a bit, can I? Because otherwise you're going to be out, out of the door. Uh, that's it. 
Oh, that's good. Do you want to hold it there? And then you'll be... Brilliant, thank you. Maybe we could be like uh, Peter. For one thing, Peter, we're told, it says in Acts chapter 4, was an unschooled, ordinary man. So if you're ordinary, you're like Peter, and if you've been to school, you've got one up on him. So... He was ordinary, but he was an ordinary saint, because the word saint just means set apart for Jesus. And if we have given our lives to following Jesus, then we are saints. We're all ordinary uh, in many ways. None of us would claim to be particularly wonderful. But actually, if we have given our lives to Jesus, we are saints, set apart for him, just like Peter was. Who's going to peg this on? Come on. Okay. Peter was an ordinary saint. He also followed Jesus' example. Just before this story, there's the story of the healing of a man called Aeneas uh, by Peter, or through Peter. And uh, Aeneas was paralyzed. It's a little bit like this story of Jesus healing the paralyzed man who came down through the roof. Peter was following Jesus' example in doing that. And the raising of Dorcas is a bit like the raising of Jairus' daughter by Jesus. So Peter's following Jesus' example. Uh, we need another pegger. Who's going to peg this on? Please. Well, you may as well. doesn't work without being pegged on, so... Thank you. So he followed Jesus' example. Now we might not be able to follow his example in quite the same way as he was doing with these miraculous healings, but there are still many, many ways in which we can follow the example of Jesus. And that's why we come together as a community, as a church community, uh, to find out how we can follow Jesus, as people are baptised, as they've been today, into the Christian church, it's all about how do we follow Jesus' example as a group of people. And then the third thing where we can be like Peter is that he learned to pray. Woo! Last one. Go on. I counted the right number of pegs, that's good. He learned to pray. Now, in one sense, prayer is very easy. It's just talking to God. Just telling God how you feel, sharing your deepest thoughts and needs with him, thanking him for things, asking for things. In one sense, it's very, very easy. In another sense, it takes a lifetime to learn to pray. And Peter was learning to pray. Now, I don't expect, in fact, we know, that he didn't pray for the coming to life of everybody who died. Certainly not. But in this particular case of Dorcas, when he heard about what had happened, when he began to think and he began to pray, he was given a gift of faith that in this case, God's will was that she should be brought back to life. It was a very special, very specific gift of faith 
And he prayed with that faith, and indeed she did come back to life. And that can happen with us. Sometimes when we pray, we just know what it is God wants. It might be a very surprising, even astounding thing, but we know it's what God wants to do. We can pray with that faith then, and then we see it happen. So there's a lot to learn in this story. We can be like Dorcas, using our gifts, helping those in need, and doing it all out of love for Jesus. But we can also be like Peter. Ordinary people, but who are changed through being with Jesus. Following his, his example, and learning to pray according to his will. Just hold that there one moment longer while we say a prayer together. Lord God, we thank you for someone as ordinary as Dorcas, but as faithful as she was. And thank you that we can be like her in using our gifts and following you. Thank you also for somebody like Peter, also ordinary, but used in extraordinary ways by you. And we pray that you'd use us in ordinary and extraordinary ways as we follow you. Amen. Great. Shall we give the volunteers a clap? That's a long time to hold that up. Well done.